Hey everybody, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Kurt. And I'm Luke. Woo, it's good to be back. It is very good to be back. Welcome especially back. on the same timeline, same time <laughs> zone as everybody else. It is. I, I realized this when I was uh, over in Moldova and having uh, a seven hour time gap where I'm seven hours ahead Whoa. of everyone back home. Whoa. I am not cut out for long-term missions because of that. Because my heart is very much here. Even yeah. though I'm excited to be over in a new place okay. and, and and looking at what the Lord is doing and being part of that and definitely seeing his hand move, mm. I know that my heart is here. And it's kind of cool having that confirmation of this is where God wants me. That's awesome. So. I thought you were going to say you, you're not cut out for long-term relationships. Because it's just oh, too much of a gap. Absolutely. Seven, no, it's seven all hours. these it's all these long term relationships here that that are keeping you that grounded. are keeping me grounded. See, yes. this is really good. There's, there, you know, my wife and I talk to other couples and families and churches about this, but this concept of a long term mission having more effectiveness than a short term mission, mm. which is the same argument we talk about when we talk about when we talk about evangelism, where yeah. you have to disciple people and. This is the thing. It's it's both and, isn't yes, it? Yes, really? it is. No, it truly is because they have they have two different anointings. They do. The the long term teams, uh, they really till the ground mm. and they they prepare the fields and you see these slow incremental changes that sometimes you don't even notice until like the entire season has passed and you're like, wow, God did so much over this time. Yeah. But then you have these short term teams that are kind of like, oh, we're coming in to help with the harvest. Mm. We're coming in to bring refreshment. We're coming in to, uh, you know, really add some rejuvenation and some like boost up what God is doing. And so they can see like a lot of um, salient, acute fruits, which is, which is really cool. But you need, you need both. You do. This is really awesome because, you know, we're just coming on the heels of our night in Salem last night. So thank you to all oh, of our, yeah. our folks that? here at the church who prayed. Yeah. Uh, it was an amazing time. And this is really, as we pray through, start, people are starting to ask us now, okay, what's your goal? What's the end game? And really what we're seeing is that we feel very much at this point in time that we are doing these short-term missions right out to Salem to strengthen the long-term folks, to strengthen the mission that's already there, the church that God has provided and is reviving and awakening. We were sharing this with the pastor. We're here to uphold your arms like Aaron and her, and you know, you're right here in the heart of it, and we're going to come in regularly as much as we can and strengthen you, because as that church in Salem gets strengthened, Amen. you're going to see it ripple out. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that you're bringing that up and how it ties together, that short-term and that long-term are necessary. And even just to watch when the short-term folks come in, it's the strengthening and the, whoa, okay, we're not forgotten by God. Like people are still out there, you know, around the world praying for us. Mm. Amen. Amen. So I would love for you to tell us, you were telling me off the mic a little bit about, before we get into Pastor John's sure. message, I would love to hear about some of your experience. We wanted to have Wally with us today. Yes, we did. But he was unable to make it. Yeah, so. I do I do wish Pastor Wally was here with us. So basically on the trip, I felt like I functioned as like his aide and I, I would just kind of go to the meetings that he went to. I paid attention, took notes, that sort of thing. So oh my I, goodness. It, it was a really cool experience getting to- Time out. Yeah. Your name is Luke. And this is exactly what Luke did traveling around with Paul. 
He was yes, taking he notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Luke. That's awesome. Sorry, I cut no, you off. No, no, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I've actually, like, I do bond with Luke in the Bible in, in a lot of so ways. So cool. Um, so it was really cool getting to be on that front lines. Yeah. Like, you know, Pastor Wally asked me about a month ago if I would go with him. And I, you know, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's see what, what God's doing over there. Um, and the whole purpose of the trip, um, and Pastor Wally will will definitely inform the church more about yeah. this, the missions team, all of that. So I'll leave them to do the the real announcements sure. and all of that. But the purpose was for us to go look at this ministry, El Shaddai ministry, um, that the missions team had been in contact with Carmen, who is on our missions teams here. Mm. She's been in relationship with this couple, Nikolai and Savetlana, um, for several years. Uh, so they this was a chance for us to go and see what things are like on the ground wow to explore a, a possible partnership with our church and that ministry um and future projects down the road if that's what the lord has for us okay which it is yeah. and there'll be more to come on that um but this this ministry was really powerful mm. el shaddai is a camp uh that they have in moldova because in moldova Every child goes to summer camp. So it's very, uh, it's a culturally appropriate tool. Wow. The difference is that El Shaddai is a Christian camp. Um, and they have these week-long camps throughout the summer uh, where children from all over Moldova come in and they have a week of studying the Bible, having fun, doing games. Um, and the Lord's really grown the the camp. They just are in the process of uh, finishing up a brand new uh, camp building with brand new dorms and and kitchen and all of that. So it was cool to tour the camp, see the old buildings um, and the new buildings. And there's a lot of excitement about what the Lord's going to do as far as just even just the physical expansion and mm. the remodeling of the camp. Yeah. Now off of so I would consider this is like their main their main project is is the camp. There are then these other side ministries that kind of grow out of the relationships with these children. So okay. they they go into they've gone into orphanages. Mm. Uh, Savetlana grew up in an orphanage, and so she really had a heart to reach um, the orphanage that she grew up in. And it was really cool hearing Nikolai talk about it because he was very resistant to it at first. Wow! But the Lord like really worked on his heart, and like he submitted to the Lord. And mm. and that's and that's I drew a lot of encouragement from hearing him talk because sometimes like even me personally, it's like a door will open, and I'm like I don't know about that. But at, from my submission to the Lord, the Lord brings my heart into alignment yes, with His, yes. and then you know we still uh you know fulfill His plans and His purposes. Uh, but that can be a process. It's not always like this. Oh yes, let's go do that and. We just know right away what to do. Yeah. It's a process. So I drew a lot of encouragement from that. Um, but they've reached that orphanage because wow. a lot of those kids are in the orphanage because their parents are in jail. Um, they now have had an open door to go into uh, work in a woman's prison. Really, really powerful uh, ministry in this prison. They've been in there for many, many years. We got to go there one day and to hear these women, because they speak Romanian and Russian, they were worshiping and they were singing wow. um, who, uh, who, who you say I am. I, I am a child of God. Praise God. As soon as they started singing that, like I just, I, you could feel the presence of God Ooh. coming off of these women. I, I had a very difficult time not crying. Wow. Um, super, super powerful. And then you hear these stories and you, you see these women who are in this terrible place. Um, 
but they have this hope and Nikolai and Svetlana are faithful to go in there and, and, you know, her sister goes there every week to work with these women um, who all they get for contact with their family is a two minute phone call once a week. Wow. Um, and then they also are involved in a lot of the public schools around the country. They'll go into schools uh, because they have a relationship with these kids. These kids know them. Mm. Uh, the teachers get to know them. Um, at Christmas time, they do these Christmas caravans with chocolates. Um, they go into schools and churches and hundreds of kids come and they tell the gospel using these, uh, the packages for the, for the candies. Wow. <laughs> really, really cool. And they, they, they give awesome. out 20,000 of, of those. Wow. In a Christmas season. Wow. Yeah. So it's all these sub projects and then they have the main ministry house, um, in Chisinau, the capital, um, from there, they have a team of guys who all they do is evangelism. They do door-to-door evangelism in the city. Which you were saying works yeah, over there. It does work it's over effective. there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting place to be culturally. And you can really see, um, you know, Pastor Wally was talking about this when we were over there, like how that move is so apostolic. It's greater than just one church. It's greater than just one location. They have this map where you can see they have the pre- their presence in all these different towns and churches. It covers all of Moldova. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, this is the thing that I'm picking up from listening to you uh, is, you just said it, is how apostolic mm-hmm. this, this mission really is. They have all these sub-projects. And I just think about how God is grooming HPC in Southern New England. You know, if we consider ourselves that long-term mission in this region, there are all these sub-projects that are constantly happening from, you know, the King's Academy here on the campus, River on the campus, to what we're doing out in the streets with evangelism or or traveling over to places like Salem as the Lord opens new doors, like all these different projects. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that apostolic order when when that fivefold and when that apostolic order is actually there. Yeah. You have all these touch points. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm remembering how Pastor Zach has always, he'll always from time to time um, challenge us to be the people, to be the church of God who, when God says to like pivot or or to jump, like yeah. we, we we do what he says and we're ready to do that on a dime. The, this uh, Nikolai Svetlana and El Shaddai Ministries is exactly the same way. So when the war in, in Ukraine started, they housed refugees at their camp. Um, and then because of their relationship with the mayor of the town where the camp is, they were able to work with the mayor when the time came to get a a an unused building in that town remodeled in a month mm. so that they could move the refugees over to um to this to this building so they could have housing and they have housing there because of the relationship of Nikolai and Savetlana and the and the town. Um also there is not really any sort of social welfare system okay. in these in these towns. So because of their relationship and they have a, a, a good reputation, the mayor will actually give um, lists of residents, uh, residents in these villages that need help. Wow. And they will go and bring like a, ba- a bag of food and share the gospel with these people. Wow. And we got to do that um, a, a couple times. Praise God. And we were told that basically them getting these people getting this food is a difference between them eating or not eating. Mm. So it's not like there's this big government welfare system like we have wow. here. 
Wow. It's very much the church has to be the church in order for this to happen. But you see all these things happening. Super powerful stories. Luke, I, I'm, I'm jumping out of my skin right now because in the one week that you were away, what you may or may not know if you haven't been watching on our social I've been site, catching a little bit. Okay. Is like even today and yesterday opening up our doors for a, a soup kitchen, so to speak. We have, it's interesting you bring this up because while some have a quote refugee status right here in our, uh, at the motel down the street, uh, others have just, you know, heard about the open borders and, mm-hmm. and they're coming. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I want to say this because this has been on my heart. It's been on our team's heart as we've been praying for what to do in this season. Um, and I really love it. The approach is like, okay, what do we do, God? What do mm-hmm. you want us to do? It doesn't really matter. Like, if we're not in control yeah. of a decision that comes down from Washington, that we, we're not in control right, of right. that. But yeah. what do we do when people are on our doorstep? Right. We have a right. responsibility as a church. And this is where this is, you know, the government took over the concept of welfare, mm-hmm. but the hospital and the caring for the poor, it always belonged to the church. the church. Yeah. So, you know, it's really amazing to see. And I want to bring this back because I know you're, you're chomping at the bit and I got to bring it back. There were months and probably years ago that we were receiving prophetic words. I remember Pastor Ron Brackett getting up on a Tuesday night and a Sunday mm-hmm. saying, God is sending us the nations. And here they are at our door. Yes. And the Lord is wondering, what are you going to do with, mm-hmm. with the least of these that I'm sending Amen. you? Amen. Yeah, because there's there's two sides. There's there's the policy side mm-hmm. and there's the people side. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, and, come and I think, on. And they, it's not to discredit Never either the of them because there is the policy side yes. and we need to have good policies. Yeah. And uh, But you, it, when someone is standing in front of you, don't look at them through the lens of a policy or the lack of a policy. That's right. This person is in front of you. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at the story of the Good Samaritan, it's I am told to care for the person right in front of me, yep. not asking how they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other discussion. And I think what Satan will try to do is to try to merge those two things to try to create barriers. Yeah. Uh, but we have to look at people through the lens of Jesus. And this person is, a, is, is someone that God wants as his son or daughter. Mm-hmm. And how do I partner with what the Holy Spirit is doing in their life? Luke, this is so powerful because we make this, this, like, this shift in our mind. We live in sometimes a paradox and a dichotomy. We think like, oh, when I go to a missions trip, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But when God sends the foreigner to me, I'm instantly jumping into a place of policy. I love, I, yeah. you, you may need to go back and rewind. I know we don't say that anymore, but <laughs> listen to what Luke said again, this, am I looking at a policy or am I looking at people? I am looking yeah. at people. And obviously we would, you know, there, we'd love to see some changes, you know, with that policy place, Absolutely. but we either yeah. have an opportunity to do so, and but, but that's not the person standing in front Correct. of us. Yep. So it's really powerful. You okay. said one. You said one other thing earlier when you started talking about the mission, and I promise we will get to Pastor John's yeah. message. Oh, there's a lot but, there. Oh, I know, so good. But this concept about being culturally relevant, mm-hmm. you found that in in Moldova, this mission that's working is like the the camp. You specifically mm-hmm. brought up how yes. camps are popular. Every yep. child, every in child Moldova goes to summer camp. Goes, and so okay. Well, we're going to have a Christian camp. I love this because. Asha, Dr. Asha Kamanapali, of course, with uh, the, the Mana Ministries, with her husband, Sadarshan, they, uh, Asha has been teaching, just started a brand new miniseries last night 
at School of the Spirit, oh, cool. and it's about global ministry. And her whole pitch is this. You can't invade a culture and bring your culture to there. You're mm-hmm. not bringing your culture. You're bringing the gospel. Amen. And so there is a need to have a relevance mm-hmm. to that culture. You're bringing not your American culture. You're bringing the gospel yeah, you, of our Lord Jesus. You bring the gospel. Yeah. yeah. And that transcends culture. It does. It does. So I just thought yeah. that was really cool. Like they took something that was very, very successful, something that all children do in mm-hmm. Moldova, and they said, we're going to maximize on this. Yeah. And their camp has grown to be one of the best wow. in the country. Oh, yeah. so good. So hands down, I'm sure I'm sure there's way more that you and, and Pastor Wally want to share, and we'll hear more. But uh, hands down, a good trip. It was a very good trip, and there will be more to come. Ooh, all right. So I, I, I can so. sense the cap that's shifting right now. So <laughs> uh, even with all of your travels, you still took time to study Sunday's message. Pastor John, um, and, when, and, and when he preaches and when he gets a word, as, as Pastor Will was saying, like, hey, this is going to be more of a teaching. In our first, our Fast Five. Amen. It, it was Loved like, it. it's going to be a teaching. <laughs> so get your pens out. Get your hands ready. Loved the slides. Loved, <laughs> I loved so everything good. about it. And, and the message itself yeah. is... An, what I would call a landmark message. Okay. Go back to this message and use it to remind yourself because it is so crucial that we understand that we live and operate in a spiritual reality. And learning and allowing the truths of this message to sink into your heart Mm. is what will allow you to flourish um, in relationship with other believers and also... um, Personally, as yeah. you find healing and sanctification and you're made more like Jesus, this message will help you to partner with what the Holy Spirit wants to do in bringing the kingdom to earth. Amen. You know, and Pastor John got up and immediately he started saying, hey, listen, um, some of this may sound like a contradiction to what Pastor Zach was bringing the week before. And if you tuned into the breakdown, this is what Pastor John was already telling us, kind yeah. of ramping up for yeah. the following week. It's not. It's complimentary. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So Pastor Zach was talking about, you know, us laying down our swords mm-hmm. and our spears and then going out to reap the harvest. Yeah, yeah. So the image that I get from that is that's about us coming into unity with one another and bringing other people into the purposes and promises of God. Yes. And as Pastor John referenced in his message, you know, we are to stand firm but we stand firm side by side with our shields interlocked. Yes. And in for, and for that to happen, I do have to lay down my sword against my brother. Yes. And understand that I am part of the harvest just as he or she is part of the harvest and we're locked together. So now it's like okay, now that we're locked together, what do we do? And that's how this message to me really is complementary and it and it shows us how we are to move together in the plan of God. It's so good because we cover this in a lot of our classes at School of the Spirit. And one of the things that we always bring up that Pastor John did an excellent job of bringing up is that we read Ephesians and we specifically get to Ephesians 6 and we get very personal. I'm going to put on my armor. I'm going to make sure I have it. But this was written to a church at large with the full understanding of these Roman soldiers having these interlocking shields, which you just do a quick, simple Google search, man, it's so powerful. It's really cool. Because so much can happen to push back the enemy when these shields are interlocked. And it gets us to the position of we are very offensive in our thinking mm-hmm. when we get to the armor. It's like, okay, I've got my sword out and I'm ready to go and I'm I'm cutting things down. And when you capture the image of us walking like these Roman soldiers yeah. Yeah. interlocked and it's like, move, yep, move, yep. you begin to see that 
this just the shield out above all. Yeah. Taking up the shield of faith. Shield of faith. Yeah. Yep. Above all, that's what's pushing back mm-hmm. the enemy. So there's so much woven into this message. Amen. That Amen. is really powerful. And that's where it's like the whole, um, you know, our Western mindset. It's, yeah. We, we're very individualistic. We, we are. We are. Um, and it's all about, you know, my story and my healing and what is what is my purpose. And those things are true. Yes. That is true. Um, God is personal and he does move in your life in a very personal way that that honors how he made you. But we do this in the context of an army. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to remember that. And I find so much peace and comfort when I when I I do remember well. that yeah. because then I realize I am not alone mm. and I am not to take on the weight of the entire move of God on my own. Yeah. I do this with brothers and sisters. Yeah. So there's a, there's a peace and a comfort that comes from that. Yeah. Well, I would say this too. Um, you know, you're probably going to have to go back and listen and watch Pastor John's message because there's so much in that. Like you said, this is a landmark message. Yes. Something we really need to go back go and back rehearse. to keep that saved. I love that Pastor John put the slides up there. He helped us break down some Greek to really lean into some of the things that the Lord was communicating. But I want to bring up one point here to tease something out a little bit. Like like I said and like Pastor John said, we become very offensive in our mindset when we think about this because we have you know, really the only offensive part of the weapon is the sword. And he talked about that's really the word of God coming out of your mouth, which is Mm -hmm. really powerful. But rather than thinking about ourselves constantly running into battle Mm -hmm. and advancing, contextually, when you're reading Ephesians 6, the point is to stand. Mm -hmm. Stand. Mm -hmm. And it's like we're waiting for that call from the Lord. We're standing firm, fully girded, with everything that we need, and we've got our sword of the Spirit out, the Word of God coming yeah. out of our mouth, yep. but it really is that posture of standing, because now we're at attention, waiting, and listening, yeah. rather than we just like, I'm going to charge hell with a water pistol, you know? Yep, and you know, the, the Word does tell us, I, th- I think it's in one of the Peter books, <laughs> but it's like, you know, stand alert, you know, be be sober-minded, be vigilant, because yep. yep. your enemy, the devil, goes about yep. as a roaring lion seeking yeah. whom he may devour. First Peter 5, 7. And yes. it comes from that, like, I stand firm, yes. I stand rooted on the rock. Um, I am of sober mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not here just for my own pleasure, my own enjoyment. Yeah. I, am, I am on mission. Yes. And I have to remain focused on the truth. Um, you know, I was... I went to jujitsu yesterday. Um, it was really exciting after a week of no jujitsu to finally go back. <laughs> and I was realizing uh, at first, like I was kind of, when we were doing the live roles, I was not exactly focused. And I noticed how my technique was kind of sloppy. And then I was thinking back to this message wow. about how if I'm here, I need to be all here. I can't be thinking about other things. Like I have to give my attention to what is happening right in front of me. Mm. And if I'm not sober-minded, if I have a divided mind, then yeah, I'm going to get chewed up because I'm not giving the same attention as my opponent. Wow. And Satan is very intentional. Oh, yes. He, he is crafty, yep. and as Pastor John says, like he finds those weak points, mm-hmm. and he just repeatedly throws like a little ball. Mm. And he's like, he knows over time that's going to wear you out. Yep. 
But we have to, if we are grounded and if we are of sober mind, we're going to detect those things and we're going to be able to deal with it with truth uh, before it becomes a problem. Well, I, I love so much about what you're saying. And, you know, sometimes we get weary, we get tired. And so what happens is our shield comes down. And we have to remember, I, I, every time we talk about jujitsu, I go to, I think it's Emily, she does Krav Maga or whatever it is, but the Israeli techniques. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've heard that I would have to fact check and verify is that they bring you to the point of wearisome and tired, worn out, past what you think you can give for your strength, and then mm -hmm. you engage. And I feel like this is exactly where we are sometimes in the heat of the battle. This is where Paul says to take up that shield of faith. Why? To quench the fiery darts yeah. of the wicked one. So if we can just lean into the Lord and lean into our brother and mm -hmm. keep that shield up, yeah. that repeated attack, those fiery yep. darts, which are intended to penetrate, cannot penetrate. Yeah. Even, even in our weakness, and yes. in our tiredness, yes. Yes. we're like, oh, I've been in this battle. Man, I love what Pastor John was saying. Like, yeah, guess what? You're engaged right. in a spiritual right. battle. Right, right. And, and you know, our, no one, you know, because of our, our weakness as mm. humans, we cannot be sober-minded all the time. Like, we will, we will waver. Yeah. But when you understand I'm holding up a shield of faith yeah. that is interlocked yes. with my, my brother and sisters right beside yes. me, then... I derive strength from them Come on. and I can speak strength into them when they're starting to falter because I'm close enough where they can hear my voice and yeah. then I'm close enough where I can hear theirs when I'm weak. Yeah. So we have to, we have to stay together. This, this is so powerful. I really feel like that's the whole sense of like, not just breaking down this message and the armor, but actually the sense of unity. The Lord is bringing us to this mm -hmm. place. I think about, you know, uh, the Roman soldiers being interlocked, if there's a weakness on one of their arms or if a, a, a sandal lace is coming untied, you know, the ability of your brother or your sister on your right and your left, and these places of vulnerability behind the shield, right? If we watch this, I have to say this, if you have not Googled it yet, you need to look, Google Roman shields interlocking, and you will see some powerful imagery, because think about what's going on behind the yeah. shield as these men are advancing and trusting one another. This is where we've really come to understand the concept of vulnerability and transparency behind the shield. We've got our shield up, but I need to be looking out after Amen. you to see. Amen. And, and that's why um, when you look at, and, pa and Pastor John was alluding to this throughout the message, when you look at the tools of the enemy, mm. much of spiritual warfare involves me turning against my brother <laughs> yes. or, or sister in some way. So yes. unforgiveness, mm. that is me not looking at my brother or sister through the lens of Christ. Yeah. So there is now a, a, a broken wall there. Lying, slander, gossip, malice, mm. that all involves one person doing something harmful to another person. And it's taking place behind the shield, yes. which is going to bring down the defense for everybody. Yes, yes. It's that weakness, yes. the constant penetration. Yes. You know, and, and even that bickering that could be happening behind the shield of like, hey, you need to bring that up a little bit more. You need to do mm -hmm. this. You need to do that. Well, I'm going to get weary after a while. That shield's going to drop. But now I've just allowed that to penetrate for the entire team, the entire right, church. Right, right. And, you know, we think back to what Jesus talked about where he, he laid out this, 
this plan of how to be reconciled with your brother, and even the the teaching on if you're going to bring some a, a, a gift to the altar, but you yeah. remember there's yeah. something between you and a brother. It's don't offer that gift. Like go 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 and be reconciled. I know. It, it, it's there's an order there. Yes. Of because offering oh, the so sacrifice, it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual thing. But it's like in order for spiritual service to take place in a fruitful and healthy way, it's like there has to be unity, and we have to preserve that unity. Mm. You know, Colossians three actually says that we are to make allowance. It's a New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. Make allowance for each other's faults. Yeah. And and I think about I don't know why I keep bringing it up, but it's all I keep seeing right now. It's just if we think about behind the shield, we're all interlocked. Each one of us has our shield up, so yeah. we've got this giant system moving forward, this giant church. And hey, listen, there are going to be differences from the person next to you. Yes, but it's the ability to look and say, hey, that is not. And and it's so interesting how the Holy Spirit works. That's not contradictory to where we are. No, that's not contradicting where we are. That's complementary. Complementary to me. Yeah, I just got the image of so you're you're in battle. Your shield is locked. Mm-hmm. You remember that the guy next to you. Oh, he hurt his ankle a little yes, bit. Yes, and so I have to keep that in mind. Yes, like. All right, his ankles hurt. It's going to get better. Yes. But today his ankles a little hurt. Yeah. So I'm not going to like put him down as a bad soldier. He's still here in the fight. Mm. But I'm going to try to do my best to make an allowance for that bad ankle. Yes. My ankles are strong. Yes. So how can I help to compensate and in, you know, in time help him mend that ankle? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been said in the past that the church is the best at slaying its wounded. And if we come back to the point that we're all here in this battle together, we're, we're standing against the enemy, resisting as, as one body, as one church, as one bride. It gets us to that place of like, okay, if I do have some weakness that is going to hinder, this is where that transparency and vulnerability, you know, that soldier would have to acknowledge, unless that, unless that other soldier next to him knew that there was a mm-hmm. wound to that ankle, that soldier would have to acknowledge, hey, I've been wounded here. I'm going to need you to bear a little bit more weight with me. And I think we do have to get to the place. I love it. And we're doing it in our greenhouse. We're doing it through our heart study and our soul study, just being able to say, hey, this is where I've been. If we're going to be a spiritual family, this is what's happened to mm-hmm. me, allowing us to kind of really flush that out yeah. Yeah. and have brothers and sisters come alongside to help mend those wounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I loved what Pastor Zach was saying at the beginning where it's, you know, we're not being called to an uprising, but an uprising, mm. like getting up and, and <laughs> rising up, going up higher where, to where the Lord is calling us. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that, you understand how to do that when you take stock of like what God has done in you. Yeah. And Pastor... Uh, Pastor John, uh, I think I'm going to call him Pastor Zach a little bit. Oh, okay. I don't know. Pastor John, I know who he is. He, um, he, he emphasized how, you know, we have been chosen by God to be the receptacle for the, yes. for the Holy Spirit, yes. for his power. Yeah. And when you live from that place and then you walk in unity Come on. with the Spirit, then all of this is a lot easier because yeah. again, it's not you doing it anymore. No. It's the Holy Spirit working through you. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling like, oh, I have to power my way through this, Mm-mm. that's completely wrong. That, no, that's opposite. It's, yeah. You're not called to do this at all in your own flesh. Yeah. Because if you were going to do that, then yeah, you fall into the whole, oh, what I want to do, I don't do. And and then I do the things I don't <laughs> want to do. It's like, no, you have to, you, you have to 
kill the flesh Mm -hmm. and understand that you have been made new. You are alive in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit. You are to take the back seat and allow him to move through you. Yeah. This this is where it makes sense what Paul is talking about with the thorn in the flesh, and therefore I will also glory in my weakness, for when I am weak, then I am strong. For God's strength is glorified through our weakness. It is the very frailty and weakness of our flesh. Paul says, I came to you in, in trembling preaching the gospel. You know, it is that very weakness uh, that is within our flesh, that wearisome, tiresome, we're not going to muster through. It's not going to be something no. that we've just generated from our no, flesh. No, because your flesh be is broken. Your yeah. flesh is broken. And if you're going to try to power through and you're going to like, I'm going to, I can defeat this. You're not going to because you can't defeat it. Mm. Only Jesus can defeat it. And he defeated it on the cross. Yeah. That's why the key is repentance, turning away from your sin, turning back to Jesus yeah. and, and for, forgiving yourself and you know forgiving others if they've wronged you. And then that, then the enemy loses his power. Yes, because he can't pluck you from God's hand. Yeah. And when you look to Jesus through repentance, he's the author and the perfecter of your faith. Mm. So he's going to work that process of sanctification. So you are now cooperating in being made more like Jesus. So good. And Jesus will always win. Yes. He has won. Yep. There's a pastor that I love, and and he he says, you know, we don't we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love where Pastor John brought us at the end of the message. And and even early on, he talked about a distinction between when you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. There is a subsequent experience to being filled with the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit. I love that he kind of prefaced his message with it. And then at the end brought us to, hey, if you want to be filled, either filled again or filled for the first time. And you see this written out in Acts as Luke is penning. Mm -hmm. The Acts mm-hmm. of the Apostles and the early church were seeing like, hey, there are times that they were filled with the Spirit and filled again. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing wrong for us to say, hey, listen, you know, I, I, Lord, fill me. Fill me again. That I, and I love he brought us to Ephesians 3. Yeah. That Christ, oh, yes. that Christ may be able to dwell in us richly through yes. faith, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, you know, that's, that's why he was saying it's not about praying on the armor of God. Yeah. The prayer is, Holy Spirit, search me. Mm. Know my heart. See if there's anything in me that has to change. What else do I have to give up? What mm. else are you trying to root out of yes. me? Yes. That's the posture. Because yeah. you are now, you have been filled with the power. So mm-hmm. you have all this armor on you. And when you walk in the power of the spirit, then yeah, you can hold up. You can bear that armor. Yeah. Because it's heavy. It is It's heavy. 140 pounds, it's, it's right? a lot. <laughs> but you got to allow the Holy Spirit to say, all right, this piece that you're carrying, you think that's really important in your satchel. Mm. But really, this is just a weight. It's a, it's a weight from your past. There's some yeah. unforgiveness there. Yes. There's, there's some shame that you're still taking on for yourself from your old life. We got to get rid of that mm. because where we're going, that's not going to be, that's not part of that. Mm. And it's just, it's just slowing you down. Yeah. And the, the more you allow him to strip stuff off, break stuff off of you, you start to move faster and, and, and experience that power and see the effectiveness of God. And it's, and it's not from a place that puffs you up. Yes. You just become smaller and you're like, wow, God, you allowed me to be part of this. Yes. That's so good. That's so good. Now, listen, you're, you're all 
amped and ready to go because this is actually part of where Pastor John ended mm-hmm. is, is where you're beginning in your class tonight. Oh, yeah. it was. It's, it's so cool how <laughs> the Lord weaves in all the classes from School of the Spirit with what's happening on That's Sunday. That's so good. Uh, this particular week in my biblical worldview class is we we cover the armor of God. So good, and it's so cool how you know God timed the trip so wow. that because if I hadn't been on the trip, I would have taught that class last week, which uh, would have been cool. Wow! You know? But it's even cooler that Pastor John did did those first so verses good. leading up to the armor, and then in my class we're covering uh, the the pieces of armor. That's so good. Really cool. Well, listen, before we bring it to a close here, anything else pressing on your heart from Pastor John's message that you wanted to communicate, um, I just say go back and listen or watch again. Mm-hmm. As you said earlier, it's a landmark message. It needs to become part of our rehearsal. Yeah, I, I just I liked his, his final point mm. that he had on his slide where he said, you will not be filled with the power of God if you refuse to humble yourself mm. before him and acknowledge your need for the Holy Spirit daily. Daily. And that last word daily mm-hmm. is the key. It is. It's not this one time thing. No. It's not this like, oh, I've already I, I've gone through that. It's no. You have to acknowledge your need daily. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yep. If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself daily, take mm-hmm. up his cross daily mm-hmm. and follow me. That's Amen. it. It's a good word. All right. Well, I'll pray as we wrap up today. Father, we thank you so much that you have really vested us with the authority that we need as believers. You have given us dominion in our sonship. And that's not something to just tout and hold over heads of others. Or It is literally an authority that you've given us in Christ that we are the sons and the heirs. And so as we stand firm, Lord, we pray. As Luke was talking, I just think about Lord, search our heart. If there's any unforgiveness, if there's any bitterness, if there's anything within us against a brother, a sister Mm. in Christ, a family member, a friend, Lord, help us. Help us to come to the place where we don't think we can just come to church on a Sunday and just offer up all this praise and have malice and envy and bitterness towards our brothers and sisters. Help us to get to the place where we leave our gift, Mm. run after our brother, and make it right. Even if it's 70 times seven, even if we're exasperated Mm. with the amount of times we've had to do it, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We do pray that you would search our hearts, you would try us, you would see if there's any wicked and anxious way in us, and then lead us in the way everlasting, Lord. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. As we Mm. stay close to you, as we stay in that posture of we need the Holy Spirit, there's peace, there's pleasure, there's everything that we need. So we trust you for how you're leading us. We keep our eyes open and we thank you. Lord, fill us again with your precious Holy Spirit. We have a great need just today in these moments. Fill us again, Lord. We thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.